Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Speaking with Influence, where you'll hear professional speakers discussing their signature talks and how they educate, motivate, and inspire their audiences around the world. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by the Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakersguildusa.com. Well, good morning. I'm Deborah Simpson coming to you from San Diego, California. If any of our listeners are on Twitter, and especially if you're a professional speaker, I'd appreciate you hitting this tweet this button and let your followers know about the show. If you have a question, you can feel free to call in. The number is 516-595-8125, or you can send me a question via the chat room. It is open. And if you like the show, you can always follow the show by tapping the Follow Us button on the show page. Of course, you can always keep up with us via iTunes. Today, my good friend is my guest, and that's C.J. Gilbert. You know, C.J. is a speaker, an author, and I've known him as a web di- website developer for over 20 years. He teaches business owners, entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, and authors how to think of their websites like their number one business tool so that they can make more money and they can serve their clients better, faster, and easier. So CJ's here today to share with us the five keys to unlock the profit hidden in your website. CJ, I'm so excited to have you on the show today since we're both uh, website developers, even though I'm moving out of it, but I'm so happy to have another <laughs> developer here on the show so I can talk a little geek every once in a while. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here, Deborah. Thank you so much. How long have you been doing the website development? I started it in 1995 uh, when I was still in high school and the internet was brand new. And uh, as you can imagine, I've been a computer geek all my life. So it was a natural transition uh, when a friend of mine, her dad owned a computer company. The internet was born and he needed a, a couple guys to be on his web team. And he kind of proclaimed me and my two best friends to be on his web team. And uh, we started working with small businesses, local businesses in the uh, East County, San Diego area where I live, and uh, just kind of grew from there. That's, that's kind of where it got its start. So I had my first child in 1985, my only child, mm. and that same year, my father gave me his old TRS-80 from Radio mm. Shack, and I had an 8-pin dot matrix printer. And that's how I started. (laughs) And then I ended up by a total fluke because I became a desktop publisher. And when I, um, I wanted to get a job uh, after Vanessa was in school and I was just kind of anxious to get out there in the workforce because of my desktop publishing skills. And I worked in Microsoft publisher, which is, you know, kind of unheard of these days, but McGraw Hill hired me to be part of their first new media division So that's where they sent me to school to learn HTML and WordPress and all of that stuff. So uh, we both go way back to the beginning of times with the Internet, which is, did you ever think it would get to where it is today where we would be able to use our phones? Isn't it cool? You know, I I kind of always did. You know, as a longtime fan of Star Trek, I was waiting until the days (laughs) when we could have that 
you know, that pad in our hands that we could, you know, tap on and, and it would interface with the main system or whatever, right? And now we have that. We have an iPad. We have a smartphone. We all carry it around with us. It, we, I tell my kids all the time, we live in the future. It's so exciting. You know, it's so funny because I watched Star Trek as a kid. So, you know, it was on 10 o'clock at night, so you kind of heard stories from your friends. But, uh, yeah, it's really been cool to watch all of this um, grow up. So when you're talking about um, building a website for somebody, you know, where do you even begin in that conversation with a potential client? That's a great question. And the answer is, even though we're talking about your website and your online presence and your online marketing, really we have to begin that conversation offline. And I tell my clients all the time, even though we're talking about your website and we're focusing on your website, what we're really doing is talking about your business. And so the questions that we need to ask at the very beginning, here, here are the two most important questions to ask when we're getting started talking about your website. Number one, what are your goals with your website? What do you want it to do? What do you want it to do for you, your business? What do you want it to do for your customer? And when I started asking that question to business owners when I was very first working with them uh, around 2004, 2006 and onward, I was getting a lot of blank stares. And I realized, you know, business owners, the, the ones that I typically work with, they're small business owners. They get into a profession because they have a skill in a particular area. They know how to do something, right? They know how to fix cars. Mm -hmm. They know how to clean carpets. They know how to do some kind of task. And almost imperceptively, at some point, you open your business because you want to help people and you have the skill. You know how to do this task. And at a certain point, you don't even know really when it happens, but you, you transition from being a self-employed, this is the task I perform kind of person, and you become a business owner. And all of a sudden, you're running a business, and there's all these other things to think about. And so as I was asking this question, hey, what are your goals with your website? I get a lot of blank stares back, and I realized that's because the people I'm talking to, they don't know what they can do with their website. They don't even know what's possible. And the old saying goes, you don't know what you don't know. And that's absolutely true. And that's absolutely true with the busy, busy business owners that I work with. So even though this is the very first question that I ask, I don't expect you to have the answer yet. But through the conversation that Deborah and I are having right now, I believe that you're going to get the answer to the question. So I'm going to ask the question now just to plant that seed in your brain. Give us you know, the next 15, 20 minutes here, and then go back, and you're going to have an answer to this question by the time you finish the call today. So that's the first most important question. What are your goals with your website? What do you want it to do for you? What do you want it to do for your audience? And then that leads us right into the second question, which is who is your audience? Who is your target market? And I encourage my clients to drill that down as specifically as they possibly can. Uh, I want to know what, can, what can, how, how can you narrow down into a niche? Can you focus it on a particular gender, age, geographic area, financial ability, uh, technological ability, education? What are those common 
common uh, commonalities with your audience? Are they, you know, getting married? Are they transitioning out of a marriage? You know, what are those pieces that make it common? And a lot of business owners tell me, well, I don't want to narrow it down because I want to serve everyone. You know, and I go to a lot of networking meetings, as I know you do, and how often do you hear people say, you know, like the dentist says, I want to help anyone with teeth. And the chiropractor says, I yeah. want to help anyone with a spine, you know, skin care, anyone with skin. <laughs> and that's cute, right? And it makes us chuckle. But the problem is when you're in a networking opportunity and you're looking to get referrals from people, you want people to think of you later and, and think of people to refer to you and think of you to refer to people. And the problem is when you're asking people to think of anyone, everyone, anyone who, your mind is going to think of nobody and no one. So I encourage right. my clients to think of it like a dartboard. If I hand you some darts and I blindfold you and I spin you in a circle and I say, throw the darts, I'm going to hide behind something because we have no idea where, where those darts are going to go. But if I mm -hmm. hang a target right in front of you and I point you at it and I say, here are your darts, there's your target, go, I'm pretty safe to stand behind you because those darts are probably going to go forward. And here's the golden nugget. You're aiming for the center of that bullseye. And because you're focused on that center, you've got something to shoot for. And even if you never hit the center, if you play darts like me, you'll never hit the bullseye. But the point is you might hit the target. You might hit some of those rings around the bullseye. You might even hit the wall. Hopefully you'll hit the wall that the target is on. The point is this. If you have a target to shoot for, you're still going to reach people who need you. But if you have no target, you just won't be able to reach anybody at all. So narrow it down as specifically as you possibly can. Who is your target market? You know, I I have experienced that because, like I said, I'm I'm a boomer, so I'm in my 60s, but I've always been fascinated te with technology because my dad introduced it to me in the 80s, so I was uh, accustomed to that. And one of the things I can relate to in what you say because uh, mm -hmm. my market is women my age who have a mm -hmm. complete are apprehensive about all this technology. And I hear the same thing. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. When I started my podcast, I started it. I would go to the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce with my little handheld digital microphone. And I would interview the people who bought a table to showcase their businesses. Then I would have to come and download the, the audio recordings. Then I would have to put them all. It was a nightmare to do all of it, but I had the skills to do it. When I talk to women about podcasting now, they're going, oh, my God, I can't do it. And when I talk to people who are professional podcasters and they realize that I use a tool that lets you just use your telephone to call into the studio, you know, they sort of shame me about that. But it goes back to exactly what you said. You have to know your market. So when I want to interview people on my podcast, it is much easier for me to say, just call this phone number and talk to me yes. it, rather than, yes. you know, trying to get you on Skype or something like that. So I think that's one of the most often missed opportunities that we have. We try to cast our net way too large and we need to really niche down. So I really appreciate you 
talking about that specifically because that leads me to my next question. If they don't know their actual market, then they're not making progress. So what are some of the other things that stop small business owners from making progress? Mm, Great question. And it goes, I'm reminded of what you just said about the, the audience you serve and some, you know, it's common to, to feel a little bit of anxiety when you're dealing with something you just don't know about. It's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's the you know, kind of lack in your own confidence of some certain skills. But all of these skills can be learned. And the thing that I'm encouraging my clients to do is embrace the technology. I realize that there's an initial wave of anxiety, and I don't know how to do this, and mm-hmm. I'm so busy in my business. I just don't have time to think about anything else. And I just want to encourage you, the technology is here to support you. It's, it's here to make your life easier. And I realize that there's going to be just a little bit of a, a hump to get over, just a little bit of a learning curve to embrace something new, just even, even to be open to using something new. But if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to put yourself out there and listen to Deborah and listen to me for just a minute, you'll hear about some new tools that you can use and what that's going to do is it's going to increase your efficiency, and it's going to allow you to do more than you ever thought you could. So, yes, it's going to cost you just a little bit of time to get that process started or set up that system or learn how to use that tool, but it's going to pay off in huge dividends as it saves you money and it saves you time and it helps you serve your clients better, faster, and easier. Yeah, my perfect example of that is – embracing a CRM. Mm. You know, I mean, I would have little pieces of paper all over the place about conversations and embracing the CRM. It's kind of clunky in the beginning, but you start to realize as you get used to using a new tool and you find out the benefits of it. Now I don't have to look for that little scrap of paper or that post-it note. I know it's right there in my CRM. So I, I completely exactly. get it, and I think it's really great to have people like you and me who are, have the patience to bring clients along to teach them what is new and, and helpful in our small business because a lot of these tools can really help our productivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I tell people all the time that I'm a translator. I speak geek and I speak normal human. And I can translate between the two. And I know you do the same thing, Deborah, with your clients. Yeah. We're translators. Yeah. Yes, we are. I, I never knew I'd be speaking that foreign language, but I have embraced it. So Absolutely. I know a lot of different ways. Yeah. I know a lot of different ways to drive people with traffic on the web. Um, and, and I always encourage my clients If you have a blog, embrace your blog because that's one way people can find you and learn more about you. But how can you elaborate on where else can people be found on the Internet that they may not be aware of that they could take advantage of in order to get more clients to find them more easily? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the the very first point I cover, just, just for your audience to take good notes, I promised you five keys today. So the first key is your goals and your demographic targeting. So the next three keys, we're going to look at a specific aspect of your business. You know, like I said, after talking with so many business owners, I I sat down and I started to just kind of jot out some thoughts. The thoughts went along the lines of, what can a website do for your business? 
why does a business owner want a website? What can it do to help them? And I realized that it, it really just boils down to three key areas, three key areas that are going to really appeal to every business owner once they understand how a website can support them. And those three areas are, I refer to as your search, your sales, and your service. So key number two, let's talk about your search. And that's the concept of how people find you on the Internet. And Deborah, she's hit the nail on the head with this one. If you have a blog and you're regularly publishing articles and content to your blog, that is an amazing way to increase your search because people are looking for the answers that you have. They're, they're asking Google or any of these search engines their question in the form of, keywords in the form of whatever their question is. They, they put that into Google. And if you've already answered that question on your website in the form of a blog that you've written, Google's going to connect the dots for them and bring that, that seeker of information right to your blog, drop them right on the article. This is another uh, key point to realize. Not everybody comes through your website through the front door. Not everyone lands on the home page first. If they're looking for a particular piece of information, Google's going to drop them right on the page that answers that question. So that could be a, the way they're introduced to you. They land on your blog article, then they get the information they're looking at, and that helps them. And while they're there, they think, well, that was, that was super helpful. What else does this person have for me? Who, who are they? How else can they help me? And, and then they kind of start peeking through the rest of your website. Maybe that's when they go to your home page or your about page and learn a little bit more. So that's an excellent, excellent way to get people to come into your website. Uh, a, a couple other ways have emerged in the last several years. Uh, social media is probably something that people talk about a lot right now. People are always asking about social media. In fact, one of the questions I'm getting asked a lot lately is, in this era of social media, do I even need a website? And my answer to them is a resounding yes, and here's why. Yes. It's because your website is the only thing that you can own and fully control on the Internet. I'll say that again. It's yep. that important. Your website is the only thing that you can own and fully control. So what I mean by that is I want you to think of your website as the hub of all of your marketing. So when you write a blog article, you publish it to your website first. That's where it lives. That's its – I don't want to say final resting place, but <laughs> that's, where it, you know, that's, that's where it lives. That's its home. That's its living home on the living Internet. <laughs> and then from there, you go out to all those other places. Yes, you absolutely should be on any social media channels that your audience uses. So that could be that could be Facebook, that could be Twitter, that could be Instagram. It, you don't need to be on all of them. You just need to be wherever your audience is. That's a go another golden nugget for you. So you should. And also, they have those. the opportunity. Yeah, they have the opportunity too on their blog to have that content automatically sent over to their social media sites when they press the publish button too. So there's technologies that make what we could be talking about right now overwhelming. That technology yeah. takes it down and makes it a lot more easier to handle. So it's not as overwhelming as CJ is, as you may believe when you're listening to CJ about all these tools that we can use, automation is our friend. Correct. Correct. There's a lot of tools. And while we're on that topic, I never want someone to feel overwhelmed with a whole laundry list of things mm -hmm. they do. Like I said, our clients are busy. They're already too busy in their business. 
and they say, oh, I don't, I don't have time to write, a, write blog articles and do social media, I totally get that. And there's tools and resources we can put in place that automate a lot of those things. Instead of thinking of it as, oh, man, I have to do 100 things for my website and social media, think of it like, no, you just have to invest one piece of time, and we can make that piece of time do a lot of things for you. So don't think of it like I yes. have to do 100 things. Think of it like I can do one thing, and that one thing can do 100 things for me. That's so a perfect absolutely point. Social, social media should be – so you publish it on your website first, then you go to the other social media channels and let people know, hey, I just wrote a blog article about XYZ. You can check it out here on my blog, and you put the link there. So you're, you're going out to where the people are, and then you're, you're kind of grabbing them by the hand and bringing them back to your website to check out that article. So those are two, two ways, and I've got a third for you. So the first way is you're writing content on your, on your website, and the search engines naturally are bringing people to you. The second piece is you write that content. Again, same task, write that content onto your website. Then you drip it out to the different social media channels, allowing people to find you there. Again, bring them back into your website. And there's a third thing that's popped up that most business owners don't even know about yet, and that's the concept of directory listings. So real quick, for 150 years, you got into the yellow pages. You opened your business. You put yourself in the yellow pages because that's where people went to look up businesses and resources and tools, yellow pages. Well, have you noticed those yellow pages getting thinner and thinner and thinner? And just last – a couple weeks ago, I got a postcard through the mail that says, you know what? We're really not delivering that book anymore. If you want one, we'll bring it to you, but we really don't do that anymore. And why is that? It's because everything is online. People are using their smartphones or laptops or whatever to search for your business. Here's the thing you didn't know. There are about 100 websites out there that are trying to be the next Yellow Pages online. You've heard of many of them, Facebook, Google, uh, Apple, um, Yelp. These are very popular, but there's about 60 to 80 you know, more popular ones. And you need to make sure that your, your information that's there is correct because these websites, they're adding your information, but they don't know if it's the right information. You could move. You could change your phone number. You could change your web address. And they're just compiling all the information as best they can to build up their own site. It's up to you to find your listing and correct it and make sure that it's, it's correct. And you know what? I'm going to throw out a free resource uh, to your audience right now to help you do that. There's a tool on my website. It's at scan, S-C-A-N, scan.gilbertstudios.com. This is a free tool. You, you go there, you pop in your business name, address, and phone number and hit go. It's going to do a live scan for you and show you those 60 directory listings, show you where you uh, pop up, where your information is correct or not, and then you can use that as a map to go correct each one of those, or we have a service that's associated with it that will save you a lot of time and effort. So please let me know if I can assist you with any of those pieces. And that's your search, how people are finding you on the Internet. Uh, yeah, okay, excellent. Are you, that was that, that. Okay, so I'm ready for my next question, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying this because I really love how much information you're giving me that I don't have to pull out of you. So I'm just waiting <laughs> for that next piece. So when I hear that long gap, I go, oops, it's time for me to ask the next question. So here we go. Yes, ma'am. Over to you. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> – 
Yeah, back to me. Um, we all have websites. That's, you know, that's really part of having a business right now. You must have a website. How do we use our website and our presence on social media to increase our sales? Excellent, excellent question. Yes, that is key number three, your sales. So here's the magic phrase for you to remember when it comes to your sales. Everything else can stem out of this phrase. People choose the familiar. People choose the familiar. It's worth writing down. People choose the familiar. So what, what we want is we want people to come to your website, spend just a couple minutes getting to know you, getting to know your services, your products, how you do business, maybe meet some of your clients, maybe there's a video there that they can get to know you through. And while they're going through that process, they're getting to know you, and they're developing a familiar feeling for you. I'm putting my hand over my heart. They're developing a familiar feeling for you right here in their heart. Now, I could get into the into – the, um, the brain science, the neuroscience, it's actually your limbic system versus your, you know, neocortex and blah, blah, blah. The point is people develop a feeling for you first, and that's what they use to choose to do business with you. Some people think, oh, I make decisions from my mind based on logic and facts. And we assume people do that, but that's not true at all. We're, we're, we're human animals, and we, we make decisions based on how we feel about something. And then we justify it with the facts. So I say on your website, do both. Absolutely give them the facts. Give them the information that they need, but also let them get to know you because that's the true way that people are going to choose to do business with you. People choose the familiar. So I would say have a video, have great-looking photos, have that information about your services. Testimonials are excellent. Video testimonials are even better if your clients can speak on their own behalf what you've done for them, how, they've, how you've helped them. Basically, get, let them get to know you and the clients that you've served, and they'll identify with that, and they'll choose to do business with you as well. Yeah, I think video is a great way to welcome people into your website, you know, and maybe giving them uh, – what would you suggest if they were doing some sort of welcoming video, what would be two or three key points you would want to make sure that the – they covered for their website on video? Great question. Great question. I'm reading an amazing book right now. Uh, it's called Building Your Story Brand. And this book talks about how most business owners are approaching their marketing wrong. Typically, traditionally, what you assume is that in your marketing, you want to talk about your business. We've been around since 2004. Uh, I've been a website developer for over 20 years, yada, 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 me, 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 me. And you know what? People just don't care, right? They want to know what's in it for them, as we know in sales. So don't tell your story. Tell your customer's story. So if you can put yourself into your customer's story as, as a guide, you're not the hero of the story. Your customer is the hero of their story. And you're merely a guide to help them get from where they are now to where they want to be. So I would say that's the thing to keep in your mind is not to tell them how great and super you are, but to, to, to edify them as the hero and merely talk about how you can help them as part of their journey. Do you also talk to clients about using that same strategy to convey customer service to them? I mean, is that one of the strategies to help 
improve our customer service through our websites and, you know, eventually getting people to say, wow, they really took care of me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think customer service is so important, and it's something that's really overlooked with websites. I think people mainly associate websites with that front sales process. I want to get that customer. I want to sell, you know, get that new customer and sell them something, my product, my service. And a lot of business owners are missing this other piece, this customer service. And that's what I call key number four is your service because your website is a tool that can save you time and save your customer time. So think of it like this. You have a receptionist. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're your own receptionist. But you or your receptionist is picking up the phone all day and answering the same question over and over and over again. Yes, we're open till 5. Yes, we accept credit cards. Yes, we're down the street. It's this freeway to that, freeway to this street. Yes, we're open till 5. Yes, we accept credit cards. If you can take that information and put it on your website, your customer can now go directly to your website to get the information. That's going to save them time, but it's going to save you time. In fact, it's going to save you even more time. If you have, let's say, 100 people call you with that same question, and now the majority of them can go to your website to get the information, you know, it's the 80-20 rule. You're still going to get 20% that actually call you, and that's okay. But think about that 80% that have already gotten the answer, so they don't even need to call you, and that's going to free you up. Now you can do other things with your time, or your receptionist can do other things. This improves your efficiency. It improves your productivity. So not only when we talk about customer service, not only do I want to talk about your customer and how we're servicing the customer, but I want you to realize that in your business we're increasing your efficiency and increasing your productivity, which in the end increases your profitability as well. So CJ, let's just take a moment here. How can my listeners get in touch with you if they want to find out more about your services and how you can help them with their website and growing their businesses? Absolutely, absolutely. Let me give you um, – well, first of all, write down my website. My main website is gilbertstudios.com, gilbertstudios.com. That's my web design business. You can go there, and I've got a lot of resources, and my own blog is there. You can read about um, some thoughts I have on social media, on business networking. But I also want to give you a couple really specific resources that I think will help you, uh, help you, you and your audience the most. So here's the first one. I have a free video workshop where I'm able to go into these points a little more in depth. And you can find out all about that program at mywebsitesafari.com. Mywebsitesafari.com. This is, again, it's a free video workshop. There's seven videos. We go a little more into depth on each one of those topics and give you a lot of practical ideas. Nothing here is technical. I'm not going to talk computer lingo or jargon. I'm going to talk about real-world applications for how you can take this tool, a website, and make it work harder and more for your business, mywebsitesafari.com. And then I want to tell you about something I just started in the last couple of weeks. I'm really excited about it. I've created a new show. It's a weekly – it's all of these things. It's a weekly Facebook show, YouTube show, podcast. Remember at, toward the beginning of the call when I said it's smart to take one thing you're doing and multiply it across the Internet? Well, I'm doing that. I, I'm, I'm practicing what I preach over here. So I'm going live into my Facebook group. By the way, it's called Ask a Web Geek. Ask a Web Geek. 
and you can find out all the details at askawebgeek.com. If you search Facebook Ask a Web Geek, you'll find the free group. Join the group. Ask any questions you have on websites, marketing, email campaigns, social media. All, you know, I build websites for my clients, but they always have an extra question. How do I upload this picture into this thing? How do I make my LinkedIn profile better? How do I, I have to use this tool, but I just don't know how to do it. Those are the perfect questions to ask in this group. Then we're going to go live into that group every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. I'm going to answer those questions live. Then I take that recording, I put it on uh, YouTube, and I also have released it as a podcast available at all the favorite podcast locations. That's called Ask a Web Geek. All the details and links at askawebgeek.com. I'd love for your audience to jump in, ask any questions they have. And those are really, you can contact me at, through any three of any of those websites, you can get a hold of me. You know, that's amazing when you're, you're talking about your Ask the Geek events because my email service provider uh, through the years has just offered very, a lot of different benefits. And the re- recent benefit they gave us was um, we've had a web uh, at the plan that I'm at with my email service provider. I have a webinar room. What they've mm. done now with the webinar room through the years is they've made it so when I do a webinar through the webinar room, I can also broadcast it live on Facebook and YouTube. So those wow. are really important tools, and I think I think it's a stroke of genius for you to offer something like Ask the Web Geek because, you. you know, a lot of them have questions about what we do. And and what we do is changing so much. I mean, I went to great lengths to learn HTML. <laughs> and yeah. then the next thing I know, I'm working in WordPress because it's just such a much better tool. And um, just to go back also to the blogging, how important mm-hmm. do you think blogging is to a small business owner? I think it's very important uh, for several reasons. N- number one, it gives you a it gives you a chance to reach people you might not have reached otherwise. And it also sets you up as an authority. You're able to talk about subjects and topics that you know about. So there's so many multiple benefits. It allows you to put down into words something that exists only in your mind before that, which then allows it to reach other people. It's not in the one moment you publish it, but in the years to come. Think about that. You may take, you know, don't make it hard. Take five to ten minutes to write on something that's going to live on the internet for years, for decades, and you don't even know how many people it's going to impact. So think of it like that. You're impacting the world with just a few minutes of your time, and it establishes you as an authority, and it's a place for people to find you because they're looking. They're looking for those answers. And if you can answer those questions and put those on your website, they're going to be drawn to you. It might not happen immediately. It might not happen overnight. But it will happen. If you're consistent and uh, you stick with a somewhat regular schedule, whatever that means for you, daily, weekly, monthly, it's, it doesn't matter as long as you do something consistently. That's what really counts. Well, we're really winding down our time now. I'm glad I scheduled it for the 45 minutes instead of 30. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is there a question that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? 
Great question. I think we covered a lot of topics. And as you can imagine, Deborah and I could talk for hours on this stuff. We're both <laughs> yeah. super passionate about, about helping our customers and helping our audiences. And we understand that the anxiety that this technology can cause, but we want you to embrace it. And we're here to help. We're your guides to get you through that journey. And the final thing I would say is I'm going to leave you with key number five uh, in my book and in my message. And that is this, get help because you can't do it all on your own. And that kind of help might be different for each person. You might need an assistant, you might need a coach, a mentor, a guide. You know, just the fact that you're listening to me right now, if you can hear my words, that means you are doing this. You are getting help. And I wanna say congratulations, good for you. You're taking the time to improve your business, improve your life, and improve your results. It's the only reason you're here today with Deborah and I, because you took that action and you're, you're working on your business. So my encouragement to you is also a congratulations because I want you to get help and you're already doing it. So I just want to say good for you and keep going. Well, CJ, I think there's probably a couple more podcasting episodes in our future together as we continue like to <laughs> help clarify. Yeah, help clarify web development for them so that as these new tools come out, they can find out directly from you and me, you know, how they can use these new tools. So I just really want to thank you for being a guest on the show. I know we're going to be doing more of this in the future. Um, it's just really a pleasure to have you here, CJ. Thank you so much for taking this time out of your day to hang out with me here at Speaking with Influence. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Deborah. It's my pleasure to know you. I love every chat we have, online or offline. We always get so much out of our <laughs> conversations. Thank you. My pleasure, and uh, thank you. So if you are a speaker and you'd like to share your passionate message with my listeners here at Speaking with Influence, you can feel free to contact me. My number is 760-685-1960, or you can send me an email, Deborah. D-E-B-R-A at speakersguildusa.com and until next week we hope you have a safe and prosperous week Speaking with Influence is brought to you by Speakers Guild USA where we have the perfect speaker for your next event visit us at speakersguildusa.com